0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Quilt Buzz, the podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Anna of Wax and Wayne Studio. Hi everyone. Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey and our special guest, Cindy Erickson of Quilt Stash Without the A. Hello, everyone. Now, before we jump into all the quilty fun today, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Cindy?
1: Well, uh, first of all, you probably want to know, I'm a certified, nationally certified quilt judge, and um, I've been sewing and quilting for eons and years, and I learned to sew in home ec, and I got into making crafts, and then I just started, I discovered that I was making quilts. I didn't know that at the time. And then I became making quilts, and people started asking me to teach them. I just started teaching. I've been teaching over 30 years now. And uh, and then I became a nationally certified quilt judge in 1998. I'm one of the older ones-ish. And, uh, and I just love teaching and judging.
0: And where are you based in the U.S.?
1: I live in Nebraska, but I live part-time in uh, Phoenix. I'm a snowbird. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So you kind of gave us a preview of your quilting journey and um, you mentioned that you learned how to sew in home ec. Did you start making quilts when you were back in home ec, or was that kind of something you discovered a few years down the road? A few, actually a few years down the
1: road. Uh, when I went to school back in the dark ages, uh, it was, <laughs> <laughs> home ec was required for all girls and uh, it was a semester, I guess, and you made an apron, and you learned to sew on things, and then you started making clothes. Uh, Sewers and um, sewing is uh, in my family, not quilting, but sewing is in my family. My grandmother was a decorator and had a workshop, and uh, my mother was very creative and made most of my clothes. So I wanted to do that. So she said, I'm not going to teach you because we would fight. So (laughs) (laughs) she said, go to home ec and go to school. And and when you go to school, you'll learn. And I did learn and I loved it. And I just, I kept going to tailoring. I was always sewing. And then I started supporting, just not supporting myself, but just making fun money when I got married and had kids by making crafts and selling at craft fairs and stuff. And I would make layered baby quilts and wall hangings and things. And then I moved to Nebraska and Nebraska, I saw I was actually a quilter because I'm doing the layers.
0: (laughs) I didn't know I was a quilter.
1: So I, Nebraska made me a quilter and uh, that was in 1985, I think, and just started going through there and I became a quilter. I I gave myself the name, I'm a quilter.
0: And at those fairs, were you also, did you end up entering quilts into the shows? or I was, started or just slowly,
1: slowly, just started slowly, just did the county fair. I I had never been to a place that had a county fair that I knew of. Oh, I had entered garden clubs and things like that with women's organizations. And uh, so I guess I knew a little bit about that. I did start fairs and then I became busy in my guild and uh, we had a judge come for our quilt show and I was able to help that year and I was the president. So I got to do any one thing I wanted to. <laughs> so the judge came and I saw there was a little misorganization between her and the, and the person that was in charge. And I kind of jumped in and helped. And she called me later a, few, a couple weeks after the show. And she said, you know, you should become a quilt judge. And I, I didn't, I thought they were made. I didn't know that you could become one so I said well what do you do to that and she gave me all the information I looked into and I thought you know I'm kind of a type A I like to be in charge that was really up my alley and that's (laughs) I just started I started the process and uh, it's a it was originally under the NQA National Quilting Association and then when they disbanded um, our judges became our own organization uh, National Association of Certified Quilt Judges and uh, so I stay active with that organization and we have to uh, there's a a process that you have to be to be a judge. I think that's what you're going to ask next. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so the process is that you um, it's like a it's like an open book test, and you um, there's a like 30 pages and there's 30 something uh, questions you have to answer about every technique that's possible in a quilt world, and you have to know how to do that by hand and machine and any different ways that it's done. And also there's philosophy questions and ethical questions that we have to answer. And uh, so if you pass the paperwork, the paperwork is passed on to three certified judges. And if those pass you, then you go in front of a panel. You justify the answers on your paperwork and you um, then also have to do a mock judging in front of three new judges. So um, our association puts a lot of commitment into uh, making judges. And we want to have some continuity and this, and certain things that we look for uh, as judges. And um, that's how you become a judge. And it took me two tries, but I got my uh, thing done and I was passed.
2: So how long does that whole process take you from, you know, going to the, you know, completing the papers, you know, studying for it, and then to actually becoming a judge?
1: I hope I don't get this wrong, but um, in our organization, I think we had we give you five years to do it.
0: And you mentioned that you had to understand um, you know, all the different techniques, both by hand and by machine. Did you find yourself actually learning and working through those techniques, or was it more of a theoretical exercise for some of them?
1: My personal um, journey was that I loved doing everything. So <laughs> before I even thought about becoming a judge, I'd get my maker newsletter, and I'd see a block or I'd see a technique that I had never done before, and I would do it. And so I was learning the process as I was going along, not knowing Mm -hmm. that, but also being a teacher, I would also learn something and then try to pass it on. So I was doing it by myself without knowing. And what I tell new, we call them candidates when they're, when they want to become judges. I tell them to try every process that there is every technique. If you see something, try it, see, see how it's done. Try it by machine and try it by hand. Like I said, you just kind of keep self-teaching.
0: And do you have like, um, I know with, other certifications, you have to like get recertified throughout the years. Do you have to retest or take a certain number of courses? We have to recertify every three years. Every three years. Okay.
1: But we don't take a test. We have to show that we are keeping up with new techniques and that we are keeping up with uh, the quilt world that's going on at the moment. Okay. Um, we also, in our organization, we get together before COVID. We used to get together at least once a year and every two years, either at a partner show or at a, we call it a retreat or conference and we teach each other those te- other techniques. And so, one of the oh. things that I kind of did with some of the judges is sometimes I would teach um, how to judge modern quilts because I was really, as a teacher, getting into modern stuff. And mm-hmm. I and I I'm lucky enough to work for my store that goes to lets me go to quilt market every year. So I was always up on what kind of the new stuff was happening. So we give we teach each other seminars. And I've taught on also as a machine uh, quilter. Um, and uh, I work for a Bernina <laughs> dealer. <laughs> And uh, and so teaching at a, for Bernina, I got into machine embroidery and stuff. And so I gave seminars on how to judge um, machine embroidery and, uh, again, also machine quilting. We teach each other about design and stuff, too. But ev- all of our judges kind of give a turn on uh, working to teach each other. We also help the, some of the training sessions with the candidates and stuff, too, so they, they can kind of learn also. But I was real excited I could give seminars on judging uh, modern quilts.
0: And did you, I'm sorry if you already mentioned this, how many um, quilt judges are there in the organization? Well,
1: we used to have quite a few, but right now we're down to about 50.
2: Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There used to be 75. And is the organization like always looking for judges? Yes. Okay. Always. Yes.
0: (laughs) Adding to my to-do
2: list. Okay. (laughs)
1: Uh, If you go on the NACQJ website, uh, it shows, there's a drop down menu about how to become a, a judge and what we're looking for and hard to start the program.
2: Are you able to sign up at any point of the year or is there like any a certain- point. Any oh, point of the year. Nice.
1: And and uh, the people that are in charge of that, And it, I'm not a good one to answer those questions, but the <laughs> <laughs> the people that are in charge of that, uh, they have a set program that they, they give you paperwork and have you start to looking at things. You kind of have to apply with a certain test. Well, they, we've had people that come in and say, oh, I'm gonna be a cool judge. Well, they don't realize all the process that goes through it. And it's an expense for us to have all our judges work on things. And the paperwork and the mailing stuff, so we try to kind of weed out what we can in a nice way.
0: Now you mentioned that you've um, really gotten into judging modern quilts and teaching your fellow judges about modern quilts. Outside of modern quilting, what other um, categories are there that you're covering?
1: Well, we we have to know how to cover everything. I um, can I, I because of my teaching, I do a lot of traditional, I come from the traditional world because that's what stu- my students in my area want to do, but I want to do everything. So, um, I made myself, uh, especially since I have an art background also, I, I made myself, uh, just, dis- you know, work into art quilts, contemporary quilting, things like that. So it we cover, and most of us are qualified to cover all bases because we can't say we're a certified judge if we can't judge an art quilt or a contemporary quilt or a modern quilt, or even just traditional, I mean, and not just traditional, but, you know, most are bases to traditional, but everything, we have to know everything.
2: So in a, like, say for example, like a, uh, quilt show that, you know, covers more of like traditional quilting, what kind of categories are there? Cause for example, with modern quilting, you've got like use of negative space, improvisation. Um, in most traditional quilt shows, and there'll
1: be, um, pe- best piecing, best, uh, applique, mixed, which is both piece again, applique. There's some categories have different sizes like baby quilts or miniatures or um, like hand embroidery, Mm -hmm. machine embroidery, things like that. And many different shows have different categories.
0: Um, So with the certification, is this something that's internationally recognized?
1: I'm not as sure. However, we are uh, mostly United States. Canada is doing it. How countries are sort of copying our program. Oh, interesting. Because of the travel uh, that has to happen, I think. Um, yeah, We've had a few come into our program internationally mm-hmm. and uh, do that. We ha- do have one certified to go into Canada, but Canada has their own program. Uh, several areas of the country have tried to start their own certification program. And oh, interesting. some have them, but they're not... I want to say they're not the high quality that we are. It's not as prestigious. <laughs> yes, exactly.
3: So what is one thing that you think people would be surprised to learn about the judging process?
1: That we're really nice. <laughs> <laughs> we really are. Um, people are so afraid that we're so mean, and, and I'll, I'll maybe I'll tell you a personal part later, but they, they think, oh, we're going to be too tough and we're going to see everything that doesn't match and we're going to see all the mistakes. In a quilt show, we literally have three to four minutes at the most to look at every quilt. And, you know, Wendy knows this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we got to be quick. And uh, what we learn is to have a routine and a process so that the routine goes faster and you have more time to look at a quilt but we've got so much so little time to look at a quilt so we don't look at every single intersection we just don't have time and we're trained that we can kind of see things as we go and you when you were learning that too it's like yeah, yeah. you can't see it overall if you see a few little mistakes you can kind of you kind of overlook mm-hmm. it but if it starts to become a pattern um, so, and, and we try to word things in just the nicest way that we can. Uh, we try to give you uh, very helpful suggestions uh, and we're not mean about, you know, we don't say anything's ugly, anything like that. We never say that, yeah. but we try to say it in a positive way that maybe you should, you know, perhaps you should work on this thing or something, or we have a little problem here, you know, work on that, but that's not the words we use, but we try to say it in a very helpful, positive way.
2: Yeah, because you definitely don't want to discourage someone from, like, not re-entering quilts ever again or even not, um, you know, quilt again, period. Not at all. We always try
1: to be encouraging. And we don't know, you know, the person that might be standing next to us is the person that actually made that quilt. They might be a helper. It's all anonymous also. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we want to be very encouraging, and that's maybe the thing that surprises people about the comments that they get back from a a judge.
0: For someone who's never entered a... quilts into a show what would kind of be your top three bits of advice for them
1: who's never entered a quilt show don't be afraid don't be afraid just jump in and actually that's how you learn and in a quilt guild ask if you can volunteer oh (laughs) and because you actually will hear the process of the judging and you'll say oh now I see what the judges are really looking for that's
2: a good tip Mm -hmm. yeah I didn't even think of
0: that so you mentioned that you're you're constantly learning and learning new techniques um, to keep up to date with what's going on in quilting. What's the most recent skill that you've added to your repertoire?
1: Well, mostly it is the modern, but uh, a lot of the stuff with the contemporary quilting is the um, some of the uh, embellishment techniques, the painting, and the uh, just different painting techniques. That's been more recent, but more than five years. For that so you know i honestly this sounds terrible to say but nothing is new it's
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we were talking about how like when so we were talking about this when we met um when we we're in austin for the judging but we we're saying like oh yeah a lot of people say like oh look i've discovered this new technique and it's like no like it's not a new technique yeah. it's something that's been done years 20, ago yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> 25 years ago this <laughs> uh, I, I'm just impressed by um, how the, I call them the young girls, the, the younger modern quilters will s- take an older technique that I, I probably, my grandmother did or something, uh, especially some of the cross stitch, some of the changes that we saw in the, in the uh, stitching methods that are done overlay and uh that that's it's kind of impressive how they will twist it and make it look new but yeah i mean i'm sorry but <laughs> it's like yeah oh boy it's especially at quote market they'll say oh look yeah. we have this new new way of doing I can't think of something right now, but your yeah. way, way of sewing a button on—it's like yeah, you know. still a button. It's still a button. It's
2: still it's an like, X on a button. It's, it's almost like there's like oh, this is another way of frying an egg. <laughs> exactly.
0: That's exactly. Oh, well, I'll use that. Sorry.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I have. No, I, and,
0: have a, I have maybe a dumb question, but what is the big difference between contemporary quilting and modern quilting?
1: Ouch. That's going to be a long question. Answer okay. Never mind. <laughs> Let's see if They're I sound fa- smart. But no, there almost isn't a difference uh, okay. because legally, in my quilt world, judging world, uh, contemporary quilting is anything that's made recently, right? But that, there's that's contemporary, the definition of temporary. There's, <laughs> there's contemporary style, okay. Uh, so in the art world, contemporary painting, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in in a way, they're kind of merged. Are you
0: able to share what your favorite category is to judge? No. Oh! <laughs> i love everything i honestly do <laughs>
1: people will say well my best uh uh praise is if i leave a show and after judging and they say oh we can't tell what you like and that's like yeah that's good
2: yeah that's good because yeah. I, I, I love
1: it's
3: everything. like
2: putting a poker face <laughs> yeah i love everything
3: in addition to judging, you also teach. Specifically, you specialize in teaching rotary and sewing machine skills. What made you focus on these aspects of quilt making?
1: Um, That's just how I learned perfection. I found that if I could measure it and cut it exactly, it fit together. And that's what I really try to impart to my students is you learn the basics of, and also, honestly, that's a generic term to kind of show I can do anything. (laughs) (laughs) as a teacher yeah but i I try to give to my students uh show them just and and i discovered that pretty early it's like if i take that extra split second to just do it exactly right it goes together and it lays flat and people are amazed it's like your quilts lay so flat well yeah because i cut them exactly i (laughs) sew it and i'm careful as i go and they fit together and they you know and that's, that's that's just really what I like to do. I like to teach that. And that's the most common thing in my area that people want to know too.
2: So um, what's one thing that we could probably be better about with our rotary cutting?
1: Well, like I just said, measuring and accuracy.
2: Uh, you know, and honestly,
1: I love the free form improv. So I love doing that without rulers and stuff. So the modern quilters will say, oh, well, she's just, you know i don't use rulers it's like you don't have to but you do need to make your quilt lay flat your pieces need to lay flat and there's ways to do it i can serve curves sew curves without um you know patterns and stuff but there's there's tricks and it comes back to my tailing background there's mm. tricks to make curves and things lay flat but i I love improv is fun it's so much fun right now
0: so it is time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions are you ready cindy i think i'm ready okay <laughs> Anna, why don't you kick us off?
3: What is your favorite time of day to
1: quilt?
2: Mostly in the afternoon. And where do you sew?
0: I
1: have a full-size basement downstairs that is my quilt room. And in Phoenix,
0: do you have a similar setup? I have a den that I've turned into a (laughs) quilt room. (laughs) Uh, Nice. It's the traveling quilt room. Yeah. Um, Do you wear shoes while sewing?
3: No, mostly I wear socks. Uh, do you like to listen to music, Netflix, podcasts, or silence while you sew? I like to listen to old movies on the TV.
2: And do you have a current favorite? Old movie? Yeah.
0: Moulin Rouge is one of my old favorites. <laughs> <laughs> How many quilt shows have you judged to date?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know. 100? I don't know. Well, I know how many I kind of do a year before COVID, but I, I don't, I've never totaled them all up.
0: Okay. So how many do you do
1: in a normal year? Normal year, about four to eight. Major shows, about at least four. Um, but I, I still like to do fairs. I still like to get in with the little the local people and encourage them. So um, maybe 12 total if you count small and large, pre-COVID. Of those shows, which one has been your most favorite to judge? Well, of course, I'm going to say the Quilcon.
2: so which shows are on your judging bucket list
1: honestly QuiltCon was my top bucket (laughs) list i've judged a lot of major shows around the country i'd like to judge road to california i'm putting in a plug and i would (laughs) like to i'd like to judge um for aqs or maybe um now i can make you so one of those shows
0: that's probably the only shows i haven't judged yet and as an attendee which annual quilt show do you like to attend the most
1: I do uh, enjoy uh, the Houston show uh, because they're such fantastic quilts. But then I'll, I'll go to other shows and the same quilts will be there sometimes. But uh, yes. I, I do like that one because I go there every year. But I just I love any show.
3: What's your favorite snack while you're quilting?
1: Chocolate.
3: Do you have a
2: favorite traditional quilt block?
1: Oh, shoot. You know, maybe Marinus Compass. I, I kind of did a semi-little famous for me quilt like many years ago. And it's, it's always one of my favorites, the Meredith's Compass.
0: Uh, What color fabric do you use the most?
1: I love all colors. It's terrible to say. I love all colors. I don't care. I'll do a quilt with lime green and orange one week. And then the next week I want to do something baby pink. So I just, I don't care. I love fabric. The designers are driving me crazy with all the new fabrics and I want to make something with everything. (laughs) I I don't pick favorites. I just don't. Do you prefer solids or print fabrics? You know, mostly prints, but I like mixing solids in. I just like the texture look of prints.
2: Mm. But again,
1: it depends on the pattern I'm using.
2: And do you have a favorite fabric designer?
1: I do. I shouldn't tell you.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll let you keep your secrets. <laughs>
1: well, I I love Marsha Dursey.
0: <laughs> and what is the last fabric you bought?
1: Well, actually, uh, my cousin is here visiting and I'm teaching her to quilt. So we bought some... Ombre dot glitter from Moda because we're going to do a little quick quilt oh. for her. And what's your favorite quilt shop? Man, you guys are going to get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't have a favorite. You've never <laughs> met a
0: quilt shop you don't
1: like. I, that's the answer. I've never met a quilt <laughs> shop I didn't like. <laughs> I like the it? fact that each of the quilt shops have a different variety. True. So there's something wonderful in every quilt shop.
2: And how do you organize your fabrics? Terribly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have a color
1: wall and uh, so i have bookcases where the colors are grouped together but those were basics that i bought years ago mostly and i'll, I'll put like reds together pinks together greens together but then uh when you start buying the fat quarter packs and stuff in the collections i don't oh, want to yeah. separate them <laughs> so i kind of keep the collections together and then now i have expanded into another room where i have a table of nothing but the modern fabrics So yeah, not well. (laughs) (laughs)
0: And, uh, what do
1: you do with your scraps? Um, I put them in zip bags mostly, um, and I'm trying to throw them away, but I can't. So, uh, if there are certain sizes or type things that I, I think I might go together, I'll keep them together and maybe put together an art quilt or something, um, And I also like to put together scraps of fabric and then paint over it. And then that's the basis for my, some of my art quilts. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it doesn't matter what it is, but I just, I, um, I have a hard
2: time letting go of
1: any fabric, unfortunately.
3: What sewing notion couldn't you live without?
1: Quarter-inch foot, rotary, rotary cutter.
2: (laughs) I mean, I feel like you've kind of answered this question, but what sewing machine do you sew on? I use a Bernina
1: and I, <laughs> I have four or five, I think.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. What is your favorite ruler size?
1: Well, this is weird, but I have an eight by 14 that Omnigrid made by Fonza and Porter and they don't make it anymore. And I'm really mad at them because I use that a lot. What thread brand do you use? Um, I use what's available in our store and we carry medler. You know, any good quality thread is wonderful, but I, I like the Mettler silk finish cotton.
2: And um, pressing preference, open, dark side. I am an old school girl.
1: I like to press it to the side.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Take
0: that, you two. Take um, that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't get me started.
0: <laughs> um, pick one quilt con, quilt festival, or quilt market. If I could only do one? Yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: shoot. oh I'd have to say quilt market do you have a go-to long arm quilter I have a really good friend Amy Mahan is my go-to long arm quilter in my area
2: um and do you machine or hand bind
1: I'm oh both I do both it depends on what the show's for uh if I'm going to enter a large contest or something kind of picky I'll hand do it because I'm more precise with hand uh, hand binding but I don't mind doing it if it's going to be a utility quilt or something to be used or something just for photography. I'll do it by machine.
0: Spray pin or thread base
1: pin. I'm a pinner. Do you pre-wash your fabrics? No, you can't pre-wash pre-cuts. So I, I, I used to do that back in the old days when fabric ran more, but good quality fabric doesn't run mostly sometimes. So I'm, I'm no, I don't pre-wash plus I'm, I'm lazy. So I don't want to do it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and what's your favorite part of the quilting process?
1: The cutting out and sewing. The and quilting is, is my least favorite, even though I love doing it. It's my least favorite, but the cutting out and sewing.
0: I was just going to ask, what's your least favorite part? <laughs> you beat us to it. Sorry. <laughs> and what's one
3: bad quilting habit you wish you could give up?
1: Oh, shoot. I don't know. One bad quilting habit. None, none. I'm perfect. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll probably think of five things later. And I oh, I should have said that. Probably eating chocolate while well, I'm sewing. That's probably really bad.
2: And do you have a quilty best friend? I have. I have a
1: group of best friends that we quilt together.
0: That's fun.
2: Yeah. Do you have a uh,
0: quilty crush? Oh, tulip. Do you have a favorite recent make?
1: Well, I've been doing a few. Te- I've been teaching a few E Meyer things because my students really like that.
2: And how many quilts are in your work in progress pile right now?
1: The ones that are UFOs are the ones that I'm really working on? Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> a, a lot of, yeah, trick question. Yeah. Um, I uh, have a lot of class samples that I technically I'll never finish. Technically I never will. There, there were samples. Um, but things that I love to make, I'm kind of trying to make a bunch of stuff and finish stuff for my family, for my uh, cousins and sisters and stuff. So I'm kind of working on maybe eight to 10 at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) And where do you store them? My, um, my quilts live in suitcases. So I, they're, you know, they're working quilts. So they're part of my lectures and stuff. So um, that's a good way to store them. So when a, when a zipper breaks or something, that becomes a storage box.
3: And do you have any other hobbies or interests?
1: Well, believe it or not, I've, I'm a fisherman.
0: Oh, fly fishing or
1: ice fishing and regular fishing. Now my son takes me fishing. My grandson takes me fishing
0: and I just love fishing. That's so much fun. It is. Before we wrap today up, we've got just a couple more questions for you. And first are who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and why?
1: Well, as a judge, I try to always find, uh, there's some designers that I are painters that I follow. Um, and, and I do like to always know what Tula Pink's up to. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, and I, I follow Fat Quarter Shop a lot because they come up with some ideas too. Mm. So, I you know, I don't have just three.
2: <laughs> Before we sign off, do you have any fun projects in the horizon that you're able to share with our listeners?
1: Hmm. Well, teaching my cousin is, is kind of fun. She'll, <laughs> she'll enjoy it. She'll enjoy hearing that. Um, I'm working. Um, I have a class coming up on a, 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 by Annie bag. I like their products and uh, using pink fabric, of course, but uh, yeah, no, I jump around again, Judy Niemeyer um, and sometimes just a fun quickie project.
0: On that note, we need to wrap today up and we hope that you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to contact any of us, we can most easily be found on our Instagram accounts. I'm at Broadcloth Studio, Wendy. I am the Dot Weekend quilter, Anna. I am at Wax and Wayne Studio. And Cindy. Quilt Stash without the A. <laughs> or you can go to our podcast account at Quilt.Buzz, or our website, QuiltBuzzPodcast.com, for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you enjoyed today's episode, we hope that you subscribe to the show and tell your Quilty friends about us too. And if you have a moment to share what you love by writing a review on your podcast provider of choice, it would make our day. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.